Hello Storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Bauer. I don't have anything to say, Ryan. <laughs> usually, I have something, usually I have something ready to kind of go and break the ice and, and yeah, start yeah. the episode. I got nothing. I don't know. It's been a weird weekend. Not even weird. Uh, it's just been kind of a... It's just that, like, it's a, a rotting weekend. It's a weekend to just rot in a good way. A you know what I mean? Rotting weekend. Have you heard this yeah. term? It's really popular right no, now. No, I haven't. Oh. I'm old though, and I don't talk to young people anymore. <laughs> I'm as old as you, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, rotting is like a term that's being used now to like what you just need to sit and just rot uh, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, regain your energy and, and your mental sanity. Uh, your brain yeah. needs to just relax, so you're not focused on anything, and it needs to be able to just chill to. Sure, just, yeah. sure, sure. I have some like linguistics issues with that just because like rotting has a it's negative connotation. Yes. And like it feels like it like a, a continue implication of the capitalist society. If you're not working, you're you're wasting away. Oh, good point. But you know, I understand like I certainly think it's super important to just take time to recover and just yes. be a blob and, and do nothing. Um for sure. I'm all for that. That's should we, super important. Should we officially rename it blobbing? We need to just I blob. think I think we can, but I think we're of an age where it's like, that's what we do is we just take new terms and try to make them something that makes sense for us. Oh, crap. And I'm all for that, but like, that is like, you know what? Oh, no. What folks our age do. <laughs> oh, I do need to make a Facebook now. This sucks. <laughs> you actually need to reactivate it and post it daily. No. Uh, post on it daily. Yeah. And comment like on Like a journal. Posts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then everyone's oh, picture no. saying, looks great, or we're having so much fun. You never call me anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had a great Thanksgiving on, like, a picture from January. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Hope you did too, sweetie. Even though I have no yeah. kids or no grandkids. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Ryan, how are you? <laughs> and what have you been playing? I am doing pretty good. It's been a, a busy few weeks with uh, work is ramping up because we're getting mm. ready to prepare for next year already. Wow. So doing a lot of, you know, talking to families and all of that as we get ready for, for next year's programming. It's just been very busy and everyone's losing their mind. But it's, you know, it's good. It's all right. We're doing great. Um, what I've been playing, a bunch of like little stuff. I still haven't like found something I've been sitting down and played a ton. Just kind of goofing around. Um, Against the Storm I just started playing recently. I heard folks talking about it. It's a, Eric, it is a roguelike city builder where you build a city and you get resources and then, you know, you have to build another city nearby and you have like a map and you have to try to get across the map, but you can only go so far from your first city. And then after like a certain amount of days, the map gets wiped away. Oh. And the resources you gathered, then you can reinvest in like points so that next time you can go a little bit farther. You can build the city a little oh. bit bigger, even more efficient. It's very fun. It, it like captures the thing I like most about city builders is like that beginning phase where you're like starting to build things out. Yes. And then as you like it gets so big, it's like, well, I, this is nothing. I'm, I'm just doing this for nothing now, which I do enjoy, but it, it, it's it's very fun. So I'm not very early into it, but I've been really enjoying it. And that just came out last year. That's It's Ooh. great. I really just looked at my phone, it. so don't forget it. It's really great. <laughs> definitely check it out if you like like small city builders and like it's very fun and each each city you make has to look a little bit different because there's certain attributes of where you're building and you have like starting people and the three different types of people have different needs it's very fun very cool definitely check it out um we have been playing some lethal company with our friend dave which has been 
So very scary. fun, uh, very, scary. very scary, and very funny, and just like that game is so perfect for humor, uh, in all of the best ways, and it's also yep. very spooky. But so very I hate March. March is the worst planet. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. I get lost yeah. there all the time. I'm sick of yeah. it. I'm sick of yeah. looking like a doofus. I can't find the ship when I leave the fire exit. I'm done with it. I don't like March. I don't want to go back to March. <laughs> front, ex- yeah. front entrance only for this guy. I'm front not using the back only. entrance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's been very fun. Yeah. Uh, Leith Company's great i've started testing out enshrouded which is a game that came out around the ring time is pal world but it was like a very different type of game it's much more similar to like valheim than anything else where like you have this big fantasy world and you build really cool houses it has like it really well captures this like fantasy vibe though of like skyrim where like you're going off and going on quests and you get this cool gear it doesn't feel as intense as valheim where like traveling across the map was kind of a pain you can fast travel anywhere at any point it's really fun the building is great it's a little bit janky considering the access but fun and then the demo for light your frontier came out like yesterday or on friday and that's a game that is like not doing anything like amazing or magical but just like has the the best vibes of like i don't know why but i really enjoy like the space western farming vibe a whole bunch um same like outer outer worlds yeah outer yeah. wilds has outer this as wilds. well like you know banjo players in space there's something about that aesthetic that i just really love a whole lot um of like space western uh, that is like gritty and old and fun yes. so that was very very fun demo was great i'm excited to play more um yeah just a bunch of little things but eric mm. how are you and what are you been playing i'm good i'm good i Nothing's really changed, I guess. I'm still trying to buy a house. It's impossible. Everyone, impossible, everyone says yeah. the same thing. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna uh, just buy land and just learn how to camp. Um, yeah, but that sounds yeah. pretty miserable too. <laughs> I'm not a camper. Anyway, that's not the whole point. Uh, I'm good. Uh, you were right, Ryan. We've been playing Lethal Company. I didn't mean to take up. I didn't mean to uh, take the stage from you. I didn't you mean did. to, to Kanye West uh, <laughs> you uh, in terms of that. So I apologize. Uh, but no, I just wanted to just proclaim. I had like a trigger, and like I just thought of all the time they got lost in March and <laughs> died a horrible death. Um, yeah. But it's so much fun. Actually, before we got on here, we were kind of talking about things, uh, and I just was reading the lore of Lethal Company, and it was very, very, very um, finite set Freddy's and uh, yeah, kind of appealing. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. something about horror games and backlogs that just like really grab me. But I think people in general, just because of yeah. like kind of the way these things go compared to like i don't know uh any other game that's like not horror like there's a backlog like whatever i don't care what happened i just want to play you know what i mean like i yeah. don't care about the world i just want to play that you know but then if it's a horror you're like oh what happened to these people that i'll never meet or really know about this is terrifying mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i'm always playing fortnite still yeah. still really like it i'm a master at that right, i don't doesn't mean anything to you or not but i'm just gonna say uh, i'm a master at the grapple blade i'm pretty good wow. yeah, amazing I'm, i've dedicated my life to the blade of the, <laughs> <laughs> the grapple blade uh mm-hmm. it's just like this grapple hook that just you know you, you just go really far distances and you grapple onto things and fly forward um and people just don't know what to do with that when you come at them because it's mm-hmm. more for traversal than anything it's not very strong but when you come at somebody you're just spinning around throwing this blade around <laughs> no one really knows what to do with that and then it, yeah. you get some pretty good kills i came i have not won a game with it only with, by only using the grapple blade yet but i became close i got i think 10 kills with it and came second once i was very yeah. very frustrated i wanted Amazing. that win so bad <laughs> that's not the point that's not the point um yeah. And then last, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Mirage, but man, is it not hitting for me. It yeah. is really, really, really not hitting for me. And it really, 
using the word really a lot. Uh, it's really, <laughs> I need to stop using that word. It hurts me a little bit because I had built up, I the, the developers kept talking about how much they're going back to basics and really improving upon Unity. And Unity was kind of like the, the parkour aspect of the game. And Unity is my favorite of the series, my favorite game of the series in terms of the, the gameplay. And it's just not feeling like that to me. It feels almost like, and, and you played Mirage, I think, right, yeah. Ryan? Yeah. I'm curious what you think, if this feels right to you as well. It feels almost like a better version of Assassin's Creed Revelations or Assassin's mm. Creed 3 or even mm -hmm. maybe Black Flag. Like a better version of that, but not to what Unity was. Yeah. It just feels a little clunky still to me. It feels a little bit weird. Um, I don't love the starting side missions. I feel like they don't go cohesively to what you have to begin with. So I, yeah. I wanted to like do the side missions first. And then I realized like I'm not equipped to handle these side missions yet. They're way too... And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's a me problem. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it just didn't feel cohesive to me. So I've been kind of sitting with that. I think I'm going to put it on the back burner for now. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. Say what you will, Ryan. Don't, don't, don't leave... <laughs> and I say this, I'm curious how you feel. <laughs> okay. I've been fighting the urge to mm -hmm. buy Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. I've really? been really, yeah, there's nothing okay. about it that like screams, you need to play this. And yeah. it definitely is not the Arkham games, which I, I, I love the Arkham series. Um, but I've always been a Rocksteady fan. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and though yeah. I'm, I'm, if you are into games and you know kind of what's going on in the world, there's a lot of hate towards this game right now. But I'm almost in the camp of, I don't know if this is hate for the actual reason of hating, if it really is truly a horrible game, or if it's hate because we live in a culture that kind of embraces hate and like yeah. we all get on the bandwagon to get the views and get the, the notice on YouTube and all these things. Yeah. Because um, I have heard people say it's good. I, it's not perfect by any means. I've heard there is problems with the game, but that's also normal too. So yeah, I'm fighting it. I almost bought it the other day and I realized it's $70 and that just it is feels $70. so happy to buy that at $70. Like 60 yeah. felt right to me. I was yeah. like, I can pay 60. I can do that. For some reason, 10 extra dollars, 70 just feels... Makes a big difference. It yeah. does, yeah. When it, your brain is... Just, when we've been buying games for $60, I mean, like because of the generation we are in AJR, we've been buying games for $60 for like the majority of our life. Mm -hmm. That $70 feels like, okay, this has to be something incredible. Yeah. Instead of like, oh no, this is just what we pay now. Uh, and yeah, I feel like that game would have been much better received if it was like in the 40 or 50 range. Yeah. I think that $70 price tag is, is a hard pill to swallow because again, like you said, like for such a long time, it's been 60 and that 70 means it should be that much better. Yeah. And I think instead of like, no, that's like what it should cost because like it's expensive to make games now and like the devs, you know, should be charging that whether that's true or not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a whole thing that that, that is a hard we, we were like at our household. We were interested in the new Like a Dragon game. Like, it looks yep. really silly and fun and goofy. But, like, I don't know if I can spend $70 on a game I'm not sure I'm going to like. And that's, exactly. you know what I mean? That's, exactly. Like, if it was if it was 40 bucks, I like, we would be already bought it and be trying mm -hmm. it out. Yep. But $70 feels like a lot. It feels um, heavy. It feels it like feels a heavy, heavy choice to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just, and I, and especially for a game like Suicide Squad that is a live service game. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I heard a lot of people say that it just doesn't feel complete and it probably will over time. It will be likely a cyberpunk, a yeah. um, uh, No Man's Sky situation where it just improves, improves, improves until it gets better. Yeah. Um, but it's like the early adapters will be the ones who 
<laughs> kind of suffer the most in that and that they'll yeah. be the ones that pay for it. Not, It's not like a, a Hades 1 situation where it just gets better and better and like you enjoy the experience at first and it just only gets better. It's a little different than that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of just sitting with it. I'm really, I already see some places have it for on sale like here here in maine books a million has it for 20 percent off already which i was like wow for physical and i was like if i bought physical (laughs) media still i would totally yeah i would totally do that maybe but Mm -hmm. we'll see i don't know totally off topic but yeah so we'll see what happens with that um i'll be curious to see if you if you make the jump in and if you if you give it a go i'm excited to hear about it i just i i no uh, no spoilers i don't know anything i just hear that there are some really really upsetting scenes in that game with some really beloved characters uh, (laughs) that I really I don't want to get spoiled on I mean I've used the word really probably 20 times already and it's only 12 minutes in this episode (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but I I just I want to see caught myself I I, (laughs) I want to see what happens before it gets spoiled for me because there's gonna be that YouTube video that just spoils Mm -hmm. everything in the title (laughs) and the thumbnail I'm desperately trying to avoid that but that is the that is the first world uh, problems that we face in in this day and age, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, story goers, we hope that you enjoyed our last episodes of our Pokemon Yellow bedtime stories, which I didn't realize, Ryan. Totally off topic. Not really, but um, I had released those last month in January. We mm-hmm. didn't have a new episode of that since last July, twenty twenty three. Oh wow! I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. Feels like it's been with us. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. I just did this like two months ago, right? But no, I was like, Little Nightmares took a lot of time and all these yeah. things. It was wild. So hopefully people like what they're hearing with that. Um, mm-hmm. We're taking it in a cool direction. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of more than, I don't know. I, I'm trying to do it in a way that's not just like capture the Pokemon and make them fight and do all these things. It's more like uh, there's a reason why Red has to be a good trainer. And this is yeah. kind of what his mentality is. I don't know. We'll see about how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, story goers, you can always email your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on our social medias or by leaving a voicemail or text at 207-494-4334 and answering our Spotify poll questions down below if you're on Spotify. Um, and we will read all those and listen to those in a future episode. Speaking of, we have a write-in today. Woo! Woo. Yeah. Ryan, do you want to read the write-in so I don't have to keep talking? Sure. <laughs> keep talking uh, uh, hello, Eric and Ryan. I've been really enjoying all the Pokemon Yellow Bedtime stories as an OG Pokemon fan. It helps me go to sleep on nights when my mind won't relax. I want to write in and ask who are your go-to starters and why. I always go with water types as they help with those early gyms. At least they did in the early games, and I stuck with it. Mm. Um, what a great question. We uh, I don't know if we've talked Jay about is this. A man of cult- or, or, Jay is a person of culture. A person of culture, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, a person seemingly in our uh, demographic yes. uh, as far as age. Um, so, yeah, wants to know what our, our starter options are. I think uh, there are so many uh, that I don't know in this mm. in Pokemon. So many mm-hmm. starters I don't know. Uh, and so few that I do. We'll go OG <laughs> with it then. We'll go OG okay, with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I, I, uh, so Eric, you want to go I, first? Yeah, I was actually going to classify, uh, clarify. I think Jay is a person of culture because they stick with water types, as I mm. do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I now, it's really hard to pick between the the the, the original three. Bubble Sword, yeah. Charmander, Squirtle all hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
actually have a tattoo of them. <laughs> so I like, like yeah. those are like the the like uh, Gen One and Gen Two hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah, that same. I feel that just are, are very special. Um, but gun to my head. That's always very drastic. That's a, who's gonna put it's a gun to someone's drastic. head about this? Yeah. Hoosier, Hoosier started on one. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, I always go Squirtle. Squirtle mm-hmm. is Squirtle's my my go to starter. Um, I love Bulbasaur. I love Charmander. But something about Squirtle just makes me mm-hmm. just makes me feel all happy inside. Squirtle is <laughs> my favorite yeah. favorite starter for sure. In terms of Gen One, yeah, yeah. And Totodile is awesome too. He's Gen Two. I like him too. Totodile is great. Yeah, Totodile is great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm in a, a different camp, Eric. In that <gasps> I always go with the fire starters. At least I did back in the day. Mm. Uh, love Charmander. Big yep. fan of dragons and lizards and dinosaurs, specifically when I was a kid. Big dinosaur fan. I think that's why Charmander spoke to me so much. They're like a little little dinosaur uh, yeah. with a fire tail. And that, that design was very cool, um, as well as like... I, I just really like the idea of a fire starter for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I always went with Charmander and then like Cyntaquil is, is my main Cyntaquil's man great. as well. Not that like, where you said we only talk about Gen 1, but Gen 2, like we said, yeah, sorry. really wonderful. Uh, and I, I do love Cyntaquil a lot. So I, I always go with uh, my little dinosaur Charmander. Um, I don't particularly love Charizard a whole, t- whole much. I think wow. I, I, think I, hot take. I think like, I know it is a hot take. <laughs> like his design, I don't find as interesting for whatever reason reason because he's just like a big dragon mm. um which is like makes sense but there's something about like charmander's design that i think is more interesting and, and more lizard and dinosaur like mm-hmm. um uh I, which charizard is still great but yeah. um and like a big back part pedal. of the of the yeah <laughs> yeah definitely back pedal, whoa. Uh, and like a big part of the the narrative of pokemon which was like my main exposure to pokemon was the tv show um and the movies and then of course the games as well yeah, and uh, Charizard was a big part of that. So was so was Squirtle as well. Um, but yeah, Charmander all the way. I think. Well, Ryan, it seems that I will be the victor between the two of us <laughs> in the Pokemon battle. <laughs> it's true. It's no, true. no. If, if you've learned anything from our bedtime stories, that's not the case. The it's types the case. don't determine it's, it all the time. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. That's what if right. your Charmander's just super duper cool? And my Squirtle can't even shoot any water out of its mouth. That's right. I'm in trouble. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Jay, for writing in. That's yeah, what you were looking for. <laughs> I'm positive that's yeah. exactly what they want. <laughs> yes, 100%. How could they not? Uh, we also have some Spotify write-ins as well to go through. On our Pokemon Yellow Bedtime Story Part 7, uh, the question being, if you were red, how would you beat Onyx using Pikachu? Our longtime listener, Daisy Rose, wrote in, and they said, I think I fell asleep before that, which is a great song, <laughs> uh, yep. But first idea right now is just to throw everything I got at him. Valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally valid. Yeah. Um, our next one is actually that same question. We have a write in from Wolf, and Wolf says, with trickery. Mm. Fair. Mm, fair. Yeah, I want to know what the trickery good. looks like, but it's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um, we actually had a write in. This is fantastic. I got very excited when I saw this from our Octodad episode, where the question <laughs> is Can Octodad have human kids? And in parentheses, I wrote, Please help Eric not feel stupid. If you, if you, if you know, you know. If you don't, go listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Juan wrote in and said, It's really weird that Octodad has human kids. And Juan, I think you're right, because those are Octodad's kids. <laughs> I don't want to hear it from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> great episode yeah, um, <laughs> um, in our odd world episode Abe's Odyssey we had Jacob write in 
And the question was, what do you think about this episode? Because I don't think I ever updated that question. Uh, (laughs) And Jacob wrote Orson. I honestly don't know what that means. Uh, Orson, I don't know if that's... Jacob. If I I miss something from the episode, it's been a while. Uh, So sorry. Hopefully, Jacob, that made sense to you. I'm so sorry. If it doesn't, write in. Let us know more, please. Um, And then our... Oh, no. Next one. Uh, Do you... For this next one is our Pokemon Yellow Bedtime Story Part 6. We wrote the question being... Do you agree with Red's perspective on being a Pokemon trainer who uses respect rather than force to gather Pokemon partners? Sarah wrote in and said, yes, using force to get Pokemon would be very rude. 100% agree. Yeah, I'm so happy you're listening because you're you're the person, Sarah, that we're we're writing this for. 100%. Uh, In our Bread and Fred episode, our question was, what do you think the letter was about that was trying to be sent? The whole point of the story, right? Uh, Paul wrote in and just wrote Fall Guys. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means. I love the suggestion friend, friend. for a <laughs> play Fall Guys is a little letter, um, which is a good game. So maybe that's what yeah. that's what uh, Paul is looking for. Um, and then our next one was, uh, what games are you most excited for to come out in 2024? This is our, our DLC episode about the most anticipated games in 2024. Paul wrote it again and wrote a new Kirby game, which actually would be very fitting. I don't know when yeah. Lost. Um, what was the last one? What was it called? The Lost uh, Kingdom? No. Mm, what was it called? I know. It, it turned into a car. I forget what it was Just called. came out. Very, yeah. Apparently very good and very fun. Yeah. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came out last year? Two years ago? Two years ago, I think. Yeah. So I think. it's kind of time. I think it'd be yeah. time for a new Kirby game. Maybe next year, yeah. also 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then for our last one. For our, our Pokemon Yellow Heart Step and Bedtime Stories, again, if you were red, how would you beat Onyx using Pikachu? Paul wrote again uh, and said, can you do a Kirby story or maybe a Little Nightmares 2 campfire story? Doesn't answer the question, but honestly, yes, we'd like to do both of those. It's still soon. helpful, yeah. Hopefully we can do those <laughs> soon. I think a good Kirby game would be fantastic as a Bedtime Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Little Nightmares, uh, part, or Little Nightmares 2, sorry. Uh, is a great story to tell for Campfire Story. The the first one, or the first Little Nightmares story, uh, did very well. There's obviously very much of a passionate fan base in that, and I think that continuing that that Ben 10 story series would be really good. So I think sometime this year we will we'll be getting to those eventually. So, yeah. Yes. So storygoers, please write in, answer some questions, write in about your thoughts and feelings. We'll be happy to answer any questions or share our perspectives. We'd love to get your perspectives as well. Um, if you feel it in your heart of hearts to support the show, please donate to our Patreon. We have, for just $1, uh, exclusive scripts from our episodes. Uh, we have exclusive episodes as well. We have joint episodes of our bedtime stories and our little nightmare campfire stories all bundled together. So there's only one intro, one outro, and then the whole story in between. Uh, for Pokemon, it's the first five episodes. And for Little Nightmares, it's all four parts. And then moving forward, our hope is to bundle every three episodes of Pokemon together or any of our future shows together uh, and release those on Patreon for you for just a dollar. Just one dollar and you download those, which is super cool, we think. So hopefully you do too. And of course, the warm, fuzzy feelings of supporting your favorite podcast. Wink. 
Why did I do that? That was a little cringy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll <laughs> no, that's that out. It's always <laughs> no, good in a purely audio medium to to to, to wink, but then say you're winking to really tell folks I'm, that. Like I've never done that in my life. I don't know why that felt like a good idea. Uh, it felt very organic, uh, but in a horrible yeah. way. Yeah, uh, live, live in that space. <laughs> I don't want to. It feels uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> if you want to rate us on Apple and Spotify, that'd be great. We've had so much engagement in these last two months. We've had so many people uh, follow us on Spotify and review us. We're at, we're at 22 reviews right now. We're at uh, 4.7 rating, which is awesome. Another one of you gave us a four stars. Thank you. It hurt a little bit, but we'll take it. Constructive criticism, uh, and uh, and yeah, that is all of our. That's all of our. Uh, what's that? What's it usually called? All of our. Uh, what's that what? term called? Yep. What is that term called? Yeah. Uh, what is that term? We're old. Not, not note keeping. Nope. Uh, 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 <laughs> what is that word? <laughs> Man. I really do have to make a Facebook account now. This sucks. Story. Where had to cut this? Oh, have to um, cut this whole our whole um, our whole loss of memory. Yes. Um, uh, something keeping. Something yes. keeping. Uh, Should we name it ourselves? Should we just do our own our own naming? We could again. I think generationally that we're we're out of that oh, game. Oh crap! But, You're right. Can't read anything anymore. What is it called? What is it called? It is something keeping. keeping. <laughs> it is keeping. That's there. It is. We found it. Yep. Yep. Um. Oh man. Whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll come back to it. <laughs> we'll come back. It'll. It'll come to us. We'll say it, and then we'll. This will. All, you won't hear any of this story, girls. Yes. It'll just be us saying the exact right thing in the right moment. It's like right on the tip oh, of my tongue. Right there. I cannot think it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Morning meeting. <laughs> right, thanks for doing our morning meeting. Yep. Uh, uh, anyway, story. Is that what? it? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. Okay. Oh, man, um, doesn't, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> How early can Alzheimer's start to set? <laughs> I don't Ask know. Friend. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it, but maybe we should know more about it. Yeah, we should. That's scary. Yeah. But anyway, Ryan, would you like to do the honors of telling the story goers what our episode is about today, or this DLC episode? I would love to. Which Ooh. what a what a what, what a, a uh, what a way to say that. Uh, we're doing an am I the asshole or am I the a hole? Is that what? Am yeah, I the, am I the a hole. <laughs> Am I the a-hole? We do keep it PG here. Uh, Am I the a-hole? But love edition, all about, Mm. it's February, it's it's the month in which Valentine's Day falls here in the United States, and I would assume everywhere else. I don't know. Everyone falls the United States as example. Uh, It's true, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we oftentimes here at Tales will, you know, tie that into our DLCs, and sometimes our stories... Usually not our stories, but at least our DLCs. Mm. Uh, so we're talking about love. So we're doing Emma the A-Hole, but related to like relationships and companionship yes. and love. And so that's what we're doing. This We've got yep. six examples for you with some different uh, video game characters in their situations. And we just are going to do, you know, what we normally do, which is have like really deep philosophical conversations about the human experience uh, by telling these silly made up stories. 
Perfect. <laughs> bread bat, bread keeping. What is that? What is that word for that thing? <laughs> We're gonna have to keep all this in. What is it? Sorry. sorry yeah. Goers. The more we keep it's referencing it, the me. more we have to then keep it into the. the, the what is it? Oh man. Whatever. All right. Jumping into it. it Ryan, may I read the first? The first I would love one. If you read the first one, yeah. Okay. Because I Here. know nothing about this. Okay. Interesting. No, not at all. No, I know not... vaguely about this because I, I have a different game. Uh, Got it. I went okay. down this rabbit hole. All right, here goes the first one. <clears throat> Long story short, without really saying too much, my wife was sacrificed uh, and her body used to create my bionic arm. Some folks say I should have found another way, while others argue it was necessary for the greater good. I needed someone who I was physically and emotionally attached to to make this work. Am I the a-hole for going through with this, considering it involved my wife's remains? Um, this now, person this was is alive a beforehand? I, yeah, I guess so. No, it's Oof. never stated, it's never stated in the game, if this wife's sacrifice was made specifically for this arm or this wife passed and then mm-hmm. was decided you'll, you'll become this bionic arm. Yeah, those are two very different uh, scenarios, very I different. think. Very different. Yeah, it's like sometimes you get those "Am I the a hole?" stories where they don't give enough context. Yep, um, mm-hmm. you kind of like figure out what the context that you have if it works. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like I mean, it's it's really hard to know because um, I think there's a world in which like if he if she had already passed it was like in her will I want to become my husband's arm right that's mm-hmm. no questions asked all things good. Consent was given. Consent. Any other situation where consent wasn't given is a little bit problematic. That being said, like, if you are the guardian of your, like, if if any decision about your your wife's remains falls to you as the, you know, next of kin, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's a world in which then that makes it okay because, you know, she had decided to give you... Uh, because you're married, she understood. You've had had a conversation where she told you, you know, one morning, if I die, I want to be your arm. Right? And again, <laughs> even though it wasn't like consensual, it was communicated in some way. Outside of that, oof, it feels hard. Can you imagine if that was like a metaphor more than like a literal thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, she said she wanted this. <laughs> but just for the context, too, this is a this is a hero character using this arm okay. for for good. Um, mm-hmm. And that it is in, in the lore of things, uh, the the main character needed <clears throat> a, a person with a, a a strong physical and an emotional attachment to them. That's the only way to make this bionic arm thing work, or else okay. it would never work at all. Which is why it had to be the wife. So it's like a so it seems like a very meaningful relationship. This wasn't like an abusive relationship. This is a very like, yeah, loving a relationship, relationship, very positive okay. relationship. So I'd, I would imagine I would imagine that this character made this choice in a good way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know if we have this context, but like, why do they need this arm? Is it like, if they don't have this arm, are they in danger? No, they're saving. They're saving people. They're they're heroes. Oh, they need this arm to save to save the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think anyone it. with a bionic arm does. I would hope. <laughs> the, so the moral the responsibility. Only, so are they the only one with a bionic arm, or they're just a person with a bionic arm? You know, Ryan, you're asking the great questions here. I don't have answers to this one. Uh, That's fair. We, have, I, we we don't have it in this. We don't have it in this. <laughs> 
I, okay. I should have done more research. I actually, no, no, I, I know of this. I played the, a different game with this character in it, which is why I know of this in a way. Yeah, uh, but I never yeah. played this specific one. Uh, if I'm okay. being very honest with you, I try to break out the mold of what we've only, only, you know, not doing the ones we've always done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. it, it leaves room for us to talk nonsense. Yes, uh, yes, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna jump in. I'm just gonna jump yeah. in, Ryan. I'm in that camp as like when I'm when I'm gone. My body doesn't really mean a whole lot anymore, uh, and so I'm going to be under the assumption that this this person did the did a a, a thing that would be probably um, consented to by his wife uh, or by their wife, I should say, uh, and that and that this arm almost even one could even argue. I don't know if I'm arguing this, but one could argue that this honors the wife mm-hmm. um, by using by <laughs> using their remains to do good. You know, yeah, uh, I. One, I think one could say that. So I'm going to say because of the idea that there need to be a physical and a strong, a physical and emotional attachment to the wife for this arm to work, that this, this, this person is not an a-hole and that they're doing good with this arm, which makes them not an a-hole. Um, is it super weird? A hundred percent. That sure. is definitely not something you open up with uh, on a date um, or really in any context. Uh, I, I guess I would <laughs> never really say that, uh, but... I, yeah. I would say if this is something that you're thinking about, you should like have an open conversation with your partner. If this yes. is something that could yes. happen in the future, storygoers, if you think <laughs> you might need your partner's remains so you can have a bionic arm, start talking yeah. about it now. Yeah, it's important, yeah. important to you know put it in the will. These types of things, put it in the will. Have yeah. a living will. Super important, uh, you know, to have these conversations so that people don't have to make tough decisions. You can make your own decisions. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I agree with you. I hope my partner yeah. does. I hope my my fiance uses my remains as a bionic arm. I think she'd be yeah. get a big thrill out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to do good, <laughs> to 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 do good. I mean, yeah, it'd be basically just doing everything I already do now. Like, you know, bionic arm, make make some dinner. I don't feel like making dinner, and I'd be like, oh, does, this, does this bionic arm have a mind of its own? No, no, not at all. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> not okay, that okay, I know okay. of. It, got just, it, got it, got it really does a it does a lot of cool like uh like the hand kind of shoots out and grapples onto things from far away um mm. and it's very strong <laughs> okay. i think that's all it does <laughs> okay i don't understand why you need someone's remains to create this but in the hey. lore of the world it's required and i'm not going to question the lore of this world we're talking about love brian let's stand we're talking topic. about love it's is true. there love I, I, here i mean I, I i certainly think I, I i think i agree with you i think we are both people who don't like hold a lot of high regard in our you know mortal physical being mm. outside of like its purpose to, to you know continue to exist and i think once we pass away i like you don't really care what happens yeah to my body because i'm not using it so if it can be used for anything i mean most bodies are are either you know just kind of cremated and then put somewhere or honored in some way this feels like a great way to honor uh someone's remains yeah. um, and whatever is needed so yeah i think i agree with you here um as long as there was consent i think i agree with you here yeah, which I, I think is implied. <laughs> if this was a positive relationship, I think it would probably have to be. Yeah, I think it's important to note that. If they, if they didn't note that in the in the post, I feel like that wouldn't be. It would be really hard to decide. But uh, yeah, but yeah, for sure. So, yeah. storygoers, uh, you have one more second to to think of who you think this is, and if you think they're an a hole. Because without further ado, the answer is Nathan Spencer from the Bionic mm. Commando game. Uh, mm. It's from like two thousand nine, I think. What a uh, deep cut. Bionic Commando. Uh, or at least Nathan Spencer. I think he was a new version of the game, a new ver- new protagonist for the game series. Um, he was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which is where I found him. Oh, uh, he's a okay. He's a Capcom character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out from really enjoying that game that his arm was made out of his wife's remains, which I thought was very strange. And that kind of always stuck with me for a long time. I never played the game. Um, I probably should have now that it stuck with me. But uh, so yeah, I just, as I was thinking of like what, what characters stick in my mind as a weird relationship, this one kind of popped forward in my mind. So uh, what a weird situation. That's kind of, and plus, so sad. You have to look at your bionic arm, which is massive. This arm is massive, by the way, like stupidly massive. Like it stands out in the worst way. Um, but to always think about my, my, my dead wife is on my arm all the time. It's kind of like a, yeah. it's like a how do you, how do you grieve I think, that? I think it's, a, but I think there's also like something to like positive about that grief of like, she's always with me. She's helping True. me do these things I want to do to be successful. Like there is certainly something to, it is, I think that grief, I, I don't want to speak for anybody. I, I haven't like lost somebody super close to me and understand what that grief is like, but I think there's, I, I imagine there's probably something positive to like every single day that person passing is making your life better and easier not that it should always be about your life but that that person is still kind of with you supporting you in some way that i think that might make things you know make things easier maybe also harder um, yeah because maybe like you'd rather have the person instead of this arm if you had that option but yeah i think well said well said hmm. so i think officially not the a-hill uh unless other people so. have other perspectives we'd so. love to hear, to hear perspectives other on this one. yeah <laughs> ryan would i do the honors of the next one sure yeah uh apparently a princess Princess Elise, am I saying that right? Elise, I think so. Has feelings for me, but she kept it under wraps because embracing those fe- emotions would unleash a world-ending immortal monster. Now I'm caught between not noticing her feelings and understanding the weight of the consequences. And also she's a human of a hedgehog. Why <laughs> <laughs> the a-hole for intentionally complicating this whole situation? Wowza. Okay. Um, I think to start off, I... I think if you are a sentient being, even if you're not the same species, it's probably okay if you can consent. Uh, I don't think that's wait, wait, much hold of up. an issue. Wait, hold up. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Okay. We have a weird... Okay, this is where we're deviating, I guess. I think this is where we're going to deviate, but here's here we go. Uh, okay. Wait, so not to put you on blast. I'm not putting you on blast. I respect no, your that's opinion, fine. truly. This yeah, is why you're yeah, on the yeah. shelf, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if, if if say you were say you were single say you were single yeah mm-hmm. uh, you were living your life um, yeah you're, say you were playing Dungeons and Dragons right and you were kind of yeah. you were DMing you were doing this thing and this beautiful hedgehog mm-hmm. sentient hedgehog came to the table and you got to know them really well do you see a world where you can be with this hedgehog. I think, like, if, if, if they are, you know, giving you the things that you need to have a happy, successful relationship, I, I think you can overcome any type of, you know, as long as it isn't something where, like, they aren't, can't consent in some mm. way, or mm. that, like, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I think, like, I don't think it, it super matters that you're a different species, unless there is some, you know, problem there where, like... I don't know. I see where you're coming from. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it is. I, it it yeah. is weird. It is a oh, weird yeah. situation. 100%. And like, but I don't want to like yuck anybody's yums if they're into like anthropomorphic <laughs> beings. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, I, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, if, yeah. I think like the more complicated, like what the more complicated is if like if she is allowed to love you, a world-ending monster appears. Like that's yeah. I think yeah. a very problematic. That's a downer. Um, yeah, and it puts you in this situation. It put uh, it puts the individual, this hedgehog, in a really difficult situation where <laughs> either, and also like whether you like this person or not matters because if you don't mm-hmm. like this person, then even though how, how, no matter how much they like you, you owe them nothing. 
if you don't like them, you don't like them, and you just have to communicate that. Yeah. Uh, but if you do like them, playing that out means everyone will die. Lots of people will die. Some people will die. And I don't know if that is worth... I mean, again, it gets into this really deep philosophical question of, like, is my happiness more important than the happiness and the existence of everyone else? This just took a turn I was not expecting. (laughs) This is wild. And I would say in that situation, I think, like, you maybe have to say, I'm so sorry, like, this isn't... I, but I don't know. I'm not in that situation. I, I can't make that decision. But, like, yeah. as an outsider, like, I think, like, some people, yeah, there's a really, you know, philosophical, deep philosophical question, which, which is more important, the individual or the collective. And, like, in this situation, what's more important? Um, yeah. And, and all, I, I mean, I think there's, like, is this person aware? Is the princess aware that if she embraces I think, Yeah, this, I believe so. I believe so, if I remember correctly. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a heavy. It's situation. a heavy burden. To bear. That's a heavy burden. Like, hey, this person likes me. I maybe I like her them. Maybe I don't. If I do, and we go through that, everyone dies. Yeah. If I don't, I hurt this person's feelings. Um. And then they show emotions anyway. And they show emotions anyway. And maybe everyone <laughs> still dies. Um. Which like maybe game creators, it's a little bit problematic that uh, a uh, a person who's presenting as females emotions ruin the world. Let's maybe. Tone it down a bit, Tone uh, it down, yeah. but that's the world we're in in this situation, and that's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this person. I don't know if if this person is the a hole. I think like if somebody likes them and you don't like them, you're not an a hole. No, right? that's that. No. that I, I wouldn't say. And if somebody likes you and you like them, but everyone dies if you like them, I don't think you are then the a hole in that situation either. I think the mm. only situation you're the a hole <laughs> is if they like you, you don't like them. You don't communicate that, and you get you to lead them on, yeah. and then like the world still ends. I guess. Yep. I don't know. What a wild one. I don't know I, if you meant this to be as wild as it is. It, it's wild. Uh, nope, not at all. But I, <laughs> I would have said this for the end if I knew this was go down this this rabbit hole. But I love this. Is, this is the fun part of it, right? This is cool. Yeah. I yeah. you brought this up. I just thought this was hilarious because uh, <laughs> I knew the context of it. It was hard to see it in the funniest way possible. But yeah. you're making fantastic valid points, Ryan. And the idea that like you are not responsible for other people's emotions, right? Is yeah. what you do with those emotions and how you reciprocate them or not, and how you kind of set those boundaries that really define if this person's the a-hole or not. So yeah. like for this person to know all these things, they would really have to decide, am I committed enough to accept these feelings and deal with the consequences that could then also impact other people around me, which could make them the a-hole in that situation, I think. Yeah. Or turn this person down, um, but hopefully in a way that can keep them in check with their own emotions. But again, that isn't your responsibility. It's kind of mm-hmm. theirs, unfortunately, which I don't think yeah. makes them the a-hole. I don't think it makes the, this person the a-hole. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess you're right, Ryan. If they're if they are in a, if they are uh, cognizant enough and uh, mentally and emotionally mature enough to uh, consent to a love of this kind with a with a human uh, and them being a hedgehog. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I just picture I just picture my mind. On this thing. Yeah. Um, but to each their own, right? To each yeah. their own. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say. For me personally, I'm going to say, no, this person's not an a-hole. I think, if you're right, I think if they lead them on, that is, that is 
bad. They are an yeah. a-hole. That doesn't sound like that's the case here. Um, what they do need to do, though, they're not responsible for this person's emotions, but if they reciprocate the emotions and this person shows emotion from this and unleashes a world-ending immortal monster, that is unfortunately on this. That responsibility is on this person now because that is kind of the the, the natural consequences of accepting those feelings. Uh, so, yeah. Which is, I think, unfortunately, sometimes that happens to people. Uh, we sure. all deal with problems. Sometimes we have... Uh, debt sometimes we have uh burdens to bear some people have immortal world-ending monsters for uh people that we what love bad emotions. gig yeah yeah rough time rough rough time uh did you say sorry i kind of no it's okay there. i think i think i agree with you i don't think this person is an a-hole in this situation i guess unless you know they are you know are not articulating those emotions they're feeling um hmm. to that other person or leading that person on because like if somebody likes you and you don't like them back, even though that might feel good to like continue that, but then that is at the detriment of another person, then yes, you are an yeah. a-hole. Yeah. I would even say that like, it isn't necessarily wrong to, you know, if you both feel really, you know, feel strongly about each other and you continue with that, you just have to accept the consequences and you can both be an a-hole and still have that happy situation, but just understand that those consequences may hurt others. Yep. And, you know, that's not okay, but I don't think you could fault somebody for, you know, necessarily wanting to be happy. Right. Unfortunately, at the expense of others, which isn't great, but it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Seriously. If, if you like this person, it's a lose-lose situation. Either you, you know, tell them, hey, I care about you, but I'm not willing to, you know, live with the consequence of what will happen if we do this. Or you do it and live with the consequence. Or you lie and say, hey, I don't actually like you. Even though you do to save others, it's just a it's just a lose lose situation all around. I think, unfortunately. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think yeah, you put it perfectly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, who could this possibly be? You're wondering. Who could this be? Story goers, you're 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 biting at the nail to know the character, <laughs> to know who wrote this in. Uh, so, without further ado, <laughs> who could it be? Uh, it was, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog from the classic, <laughs> the beloved uh, Sonic 06 game. Uh, mm. where he they do in fact kiss uh, spoiler alert wow. uh, if you haven't played this game from almost 20 years Wild. ago uh, yeah they kiss uh, and at a time that was I think that was really frowned upon but maybe you're right, right. maybe we have, we have grown as humans to really see yeah. a different perspective yeah. now um, but so, who who here who who can you know what Ryan <laughs> this is a joke but almost 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 serious yeah. who here can say that Sonic isn't more human than us yeah so true so true so true what does it even mean to be you know a sentient being right like yes. there's just there's so much complication there he blasts through with sonic speed i can't say that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough said all right next one. Oh man <laughs> story go stop the episode and just go into your web browser is that an old person thing go into your safari go into your google chrome just type in sonic 06 kiss you'll see it yeah, it's, it's kind full of understanding of the situation. Full understanding, yeah. <laughs> this is one I want people to write in about. Please share your perspectives. I want that one. That one is that's that's awesome. What a great uh, <sighs> pick, Eric. Should have should have ended with that one. That would have been. That's perfect. okay. We've got Sorry. lots of really good ones here. That I'm excited. I hope about. so. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this next one. I've got this neck for chasing after ancient treasures, but it's putting a strain on my relationship with my wife. She wants stability. I want adventure. Some say I should prioritize her, while others argue that my passion is part of who I am. Am I the a-hole for constantly putting our relationship on the line for the thrill of ancient discoveries? 
Mm. Very Indiana Jones like. Yeah, insane. very much so. Yeah. I guess it's one of those it's one of those situations where like it's does my does my passion in life mm-hmm. hinder my relationship to the point where it is creating a deficit and I am yeah. the I am the strain and is it worth is it worth tying this person down if yeah. I'm not going to make a sacrifice for the betterment of my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think like in this situation, I don't think you are necessarily an a-hole to have things that you're passionate about and that you really want to pursue. I think you are an a-hole if you don't communicate that with your partner because you're scared of the consequences, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you that I want to go do this thing because of the consequences. Like that's not a healthy communication relationship, right? If you're right. if you're just going to go do something or if you're going to have something that's important to you but not share it but then hold it against that person or like – you know, let it get in the way of your relationship. I think that's not okay. Right. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with faulting the person for wanting stability while you wanting something different. I think that, like, you know, we, we, are, we change very much throughout our lives. And it's very, you know, I would say probably pretty common to, like, change what you want out of life as you get older or as your situation changes. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's something all humans do. But you have to communicate it to your partner. Yes. Uh, otherwise, key. then... Yeah, you probably are an a-hole if you're just like if you're just gonna if you're just gonna lie to this person and go off and do something and not tell them what you're doing because you don't want to face those consequences. Then yeah, you probably are an a-hole. Yeah, and then that person has every right to like follow through those consequences because their trust was betrayed or or they they you didn't care enough about them to communicate with them or or you know any of those things. Yeah, um, I think it all entirely depends on you know. If you communicate that or not, I don't think you're an a-hole for wanting those things or necessarily putting your putting that before your relationship. If you've communicated that that's what is important to you and the other person has accepted that, that is okay. I don't think that's inherently bad. I think it's it's not okay to not tell that person and then, you know, put their life and their what their needs are below yours. Right, right. I think it's like... I think yes. I think you're right, Ryan. I think it's almost like a question of like, can my can my relationship handle the strain of this passion I have? Will my partner be at a deficit emotionally or physically or mentally from this thing that I love to do? And if so, is it worth continuing this re- relationship if it's clearly if this passion clearly outweighs the desire to want to make the relationship work? Right? Because then you're kind of just having leaving your partner on the hook, so to speak. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Yeah, stringing them along and like, and their and their hope that you change, um, which is up to that person to want to change, not up to the wife. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then I think you also go on a separate route as well and saying like, is it fair of this person to want to change this aspect because it's an aspect it sounds like that has always been a part of their life that this partner, this romantic partner, this wife agreed to marry them, right? Mm-hmm. Probably knowing yeah. of this, so is that then fair? for this person who wrote in to now have the changing circumstances or the pressure to end this passion they have when they've always had it. Yeah. 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 Very true. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. When you, when you, when you're, you know, getting into a relationship, whether that's marriage or not with somebody, you're agreeing to take them as they are in that moment, mm-hmm. not what you hope or imagine they will be in the future. Cause that's just not a fair expectation. Yeah. If this person has communicated to you, if like the person you wrote in said, Hey, this is important to me. But I'm okay with putting that aside and focusing on, you know, this relationship. That's a different situation. Right, right. Um, I think, yeah, that's, I didn't, I I didn't really, I didn't really think about that, that, you know, 
you know, when you're when you're giving a relationship with one, you really just need to accept who they are in that moment and nothing else. Right. Uh, right. Because anything else is unfair to that person. Um, yeah. You can't force unless... someone to change. Right. So true. Yeah. 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 So true. I think like with anything, if it's something that's important to you, it's important to you know, it's important to communicate that. And if it, you're okay with giving it up, communicate that. And if not, it's also important, like you said, to say, to say that it's not. So you can right. talk and work that through and decide if it's going to work out or not. Yeah. What an interesting one. What an interesting one. So I guess I would say, I would say, no, they're not the a-hole. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that both parties agreed on. Into like I would imagine, like, I'm taking this as like, they agreed upon this going into this marriage. This hasn't changed. This isn't like a new passion. This is a passion they've always had. Yeah. Um, and so... Now that there's friction, I don't think that either of them are the a-hole. They're both just looking for certain things in their relationship. They did it poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, either, either I feel like they're both the a-hole or they're both not the a-hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, like you said, Ryan, they're both growing and changing. People are always growing and changing in different ways. And these are two people who maybe going into this, this was right at the time. And then as mm-hmm. things get you know change and get older, like the, now it's like causing friction. And it's up to them to have that, communi- that communicative communicative conversation about it. Um, and either figure out, is this going to be something that works for us? Or do we need to really think about what our options are in terms of our lives and if they're going to yeah. be together or not? Um, so I'm actually going to say, no, they're not the a-hole. I almost mm-hmm. thought, I almost went into this thinking that they were. Um, yeah. But the more I talk about it, I think, you know, relationships of any kind, um, it, it's a, a two-way, it's two-way or more sometimes, way mm-hmm. streets. And it, it has to be one, it has to be uh both people have to work in it to make it work and it doesn't just take one person. So, um, so yeah, I don't think that they help. Yeah. I, I think I agree. I think my only, my only caveat is I, they're not the a-hole unless mm-hmm. this, you know, the individual like has in any way, you know, lied or gone out of their way or hidden or not communicated mm. what their needs were, but yep. then still acted on them at the detriment of the other person. I agree. Because I think like you going and doing something that you love and care about is, is you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody is never necessarily, you know, a bad thing. But if you doing that, like you said, creates a deficit with the other person and not with you, right? You're getting everything you need. They're not getting right. everything they need, right? Then that isn't an equal situation. And it's on both parties to communicate that, right? Yeah. It's it's, yep. it's not a fair to always assume, you know, if, if things are stable, that person wants that stability. But it's also not fair to assume that that person would be okay with you doing things you care about at the detriment of them. So I think, like, if in any way they are um, getting everything they need at the detriment of the other person or, you know, if they go off on an adventure and, and, you know, die and then that person never gets closure, never understands what's happened or why they left, like, that then leaves a situation where, you know, the other person is the only person who lost. Right. Uh, right. Which isn't okay. Right. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. So without further ado, Storygoers, the person who, the video game character that wrote this Am I the A-Hole post was none other than treasure hunter Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. And this is something they actually tackle in the game. So if you haven't played the series, it's actually very interesting to watch. I don't know if I necessarily agree with what the outcome was in that game, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I liked it. I think I remember really liking it. It's been been many years since I've actually played that that series but it'd be um, interesting to go back to it and re in in play through that context in that situation because 
for a very long time and we talked about this and maybe one of our first dlcs of our first mm. year of like best relationships or best portrayed relationships in yes. video games this was one of them where like yeah it felt complex it felt real it felt like there's this tension that doesn't really exist in a lot of relationships that is not like the tension is well i want to save the world and you don't it's like hey i want to settle down and, and be happy and be stable and you want to go off and do this thing that you've always done um and that's the conflict where like the adventure that we as players want to get to is the conflict in the relationship i think it's a really interesting place to play in and I'd be really excited. And I, I actually have been having a hankering to go back to this series and maybe replay it again soon um, because I think that would be an interesting revisit. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's actually the, the first Uncharted. We covered that already. So if you have any interest, you should go listen to it. Maybe one yeah, day we'll get should. to Uncharted 2. That'd be yeah, a, maybe. One to, there's one line in that game. I, I really want to say it out loud. That There's a line <laughs> that I just want someone to say it. And it's so good. Uh, yeah. It takes place in the jungle, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty mm-hmm, sure it's Uncharted mm-hmm. 2. Such a good line. Made me laugh every time. Um, Eric, do we want to do one more? Do you have time to do the other three of these? Do you want to pick think... one? I don't want to. I don't want to strain your time too much. Hmm. If Maybe... there's like, I'm happy to do all of them. I don't have anything else going on, but I know you have a time constraint here. Let's do. Let's do this next one, and then see where we're at with time, and then. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. I'm going to do this next one. Um, so I've developed feelings for Edie. Edie? 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 Yeah. Edie? Our ship's AI, but it happened after she got a sexy robot body. Some crew members think I'm being superficial for now only considering a romantic relationship. I'd argue it's about her ever-evolving consciousness, but am I the a-hole for not realizing my feelings till after she had a physical form? Oh, that's really interesting. Ooh, hard one. Hard one. Yeah. Brian, you're getting the really... You're getting the really uh... <laughs> <laughs> intricate i'm just realizing i did not set this up in this way uh no, you're getting okay. the really uh the, the deep it. thinker ones you know what i mean like these are uh these are yeah. heavy yeah this is heavy i think there's a lot going on here um i think there's a lot going on here and i think there's a lot to talk about here yeah. eric do you want to jump in first before i i dive in or do you want me to dive in first what do you think i i can dive yeah i'll dive in and, and go ahead I, i'd love you to hear think. your thoughts on this yeah i i think originally when i when i originally reading this one i was like yes this is kind of superficial this feels very uh this feels very fishy you know what i mean but then i yeah. came out from the opposite perspective and i thought what if this character what if this this video game character just never had the thought like of romantic feelings and being that this was just an ai program within a ship a spaceship right uh never had the idea of it until all of a sudden they had a physical form and it just popped in their mind and it just kind of connected that oh wait you know, now that you have this physical form, this all makes sense to me now. So it feels less superficial because the idea of being romantically involved just in the eye maybe wasn't enough. Though again, it, it, you know, it, it's interesting because was it just the physical form that like made that connection yeah. for this character and the fact that they are a sexy robot person <laughs> now? Um, yeah. I mean, is it superficial? Can it be seen as, as superficial? I think so, from the outside perspective. Um, though I think it is valid if this person saying, you know, I'd argue it's the ever-evolving consciousness of this AI um, yeah. that I've been attracted to, though it seems like that was never the case until this body came into play. Um, yeah. So it's really hard. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
his like his I guess and 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 it seems like if this is a spaceship's AI, this has to be a very uh very intricate, very uh, evolved or um very like a strong AI presence or consciousness. Mm-hmm. If you want to even say that, I would argue maybe it's a consciousness. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, I would say. I mean, it, yeah, it feels like that. It seems like from this this post. Um, yeah. <sighs> So I don't know. I'm almost leaning towards no, they're not the a-hole. They're maybe just a little superficial, but... Right, right. Um, but even then, I feel a little wrong seeing that. I almost feel like it's wrong to kind of put that on this person where, like... I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like the idea of, like... <laughs> no, it's not like this at all. I was, like, listening to an audiobook and, like, oh, this person sounds cool or something. And then, like, all of a sudden you see them, like, whoa! That seems a little superficial, too, honestly. So I don't know. yeah. I mean, I think it's a complicated situation and there's a lot of factors we don't f- maybe have details on that would matter. Hmm. Like if this AI, I mean, if this person acted on these feelings, right, that matters because if you just are attracted to somebody and it maybe isn't a positive situation, but you don't act on it, it might not be okay, but you're not necessarily hmm. harming anybody. Um, I think there are some situations where, you know, maybe that's a, a, a illness that you need to get support for. I don't know if in yeah. this situation is that, but like sometimes that attraction can be, you know, an illness that you need some support if if the being you're attracted to can't consent and any acting would lead to, you know, taking away something from somebody else. So if this AI is can is conscious and can consent and is like a, a living being that can, you know, make its own choices, then I don't think there's anything wrong with being attracted to something that is, you know, attractive to you i don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with that i don't think you can fault folks for that what matters is how you act on that right if 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 you you know and i think there's also something too in some situations for some people you could be physically attracted to somebody first and then as you get to know them become attracted to like who they are as a person and i don't think that is necessarily something that makes someone an Mm a-hole I think you would be an a-hole if you're not interested in talking to this person or interested in getting to know them at all, but then you've communicated you want those things, right? That's not okay. Right. But I don't think any, you can, I don't think anybody, at least in my opinion, I don't know if you can fault anybody for just being attracted to a being that is, you know, itself to you physically attractive, mm-hmm. as long as being attracted to that being doesn't harm anybody else. Right. Or others, or is in a situation that maybe that it's not like, morally by culture okay Mm -hmm. because the being you're attracted to can't agree but i also think you are probably being superficial at least initially but i I don't necessarily think that makes you an a-hole to be superficial unless like again you say that you want something more than superficial and that's not true yeah yeah um If that makes sense. I think so. I must, I want to see it. I mean, actually, you make really good points, right? Because I imagine this person kind of being on the ship and the idea of like being attracted to an AI that's a part of this ship only. There's no physical body. The the mentality of the other people on this ship and what they might think of that could be really terrifying or really like uh, scary to think about, like the, the hazing that could happen or just like the internalized uh, thoughts of this person or, or just even the external, like what they could say to this person if they, if they said that out loud, that they had feelings for an AI. Um, yeah. It could be very scary, but then with the physical body kind of opens up the possibilities of expressing these uh, these new, newfound feelings necessarily mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't realize they had. Um, yeah. I guess my big question is, what is it about this AI and about this physical form that this character feels an attraction to compared to maybe another person of of their species mm. or, or you know like why why is it this ai 
that is an attraction to you to seek a relationship with compared to someone of your own? It's like, what, what stops you from wanting to pursue that over this relationship? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's, I think that's the biggest question I, I have. So if it's, if it's like the sexy robot body, that is the attraction. I'm like, okay, then maybe you're kind of like an a-hole. Maybe, you know, yeah. that feels a little, but if there's something about this AI that is really attention, like attention grabbing or something that is very different than maybe someone of your own species that really does connect with you on an emotional, mental, and physical level, then I would say that, no, that, that doesn't make you an a-hole. Yeah. I, I would also say, I think like, I think like even if this AI is conscious and like it has a sexier body and it finds your alien body attractive, I don't think there's any, no one is at fault if this is just a physical attraction, a physical relationship. Mm. The only, I think, fault comes from if either of you want something different, have and have like misled the person in any way that it will like do them harm. Yeah. yeah uh, I think, yeah. I think that's when uh, the situation gets like even more difficult because I think, I, I don't know if you can sit necessarily fault, like somebody, like you said, for not being like, not being attracted to a ship's AI when it feels so alien and different from you. Yeah. When this like sexy robot body could look pretty similar to you. Like yeah. if you are a humanoid being and this, sexy robot body is a humanoid being that has for some reason been designed with features that are attractive to other humanoid beings right that is maybe more the fault of the person who created it is who's like yeah i'm gonna give you a sexy body because <laughs> that's right what what is the purpose of that yeah is is yeah. maybe problematic and requires more questioning i don't know if you're at fault for being attracted to a body that was maybe designed to be attractive right right that, right. that isn't necessarily your fault Again, if you, you know, if you engage with this being and it can't consent, that is a problem. Or if right. you harm this being in any way or take something away from this being in any way, that is a problem. Right. But I don't know if you're an a-hole for being attracted to something that was like, sounds like was designed to be attractive. I think um, I could be wrong. So storygoers, if you know better than I do, please look this up. I can't, I don't want to look this up in real time because it'll take too long. But I think that ED, the, the ship's EI, is the one who designed Oh, the they designed their own body. I okay, think, I think it's been a while. If that's the case, right? Then that's like kind of empowering. Then right? like yeah, if, it is. If you're gonna make, I'm gonna make myself look like traditionally attractive to humanoids, and a being is attracted to you, like they're just. It is not. It is not like necessarily like. I think that is an empowering situation for yeah. that person. Like if you if you want to put your, that doesn't mean it's okay for them to treat you differently, and that doesn't mean it's okay for them to like you know, do something to you that you don't want it to. But I think mm. it like it is it is OK to want your body to be attractive and to be attracted by others. But then you need to like it is on everybody else to then treat you as a as a being that ha- deserves respect because you do, even if yeah. you have a sexy body. Um, yeah, it does. It does. This, you know, I did. This does feel like the classic 80s teen movies where the nerdy girl has her glasses like t- <laughs> like she takes off her glasses and everyone goes, yeah. whoa, she's Ah, like and then which is problematic yeah. Di- yeah, yeah yeah and they, they yeah, treat her differently totally reasonable which is, yeah. is not it's like she was equally as great with the glasses on what has changed right besides just the glasses being off and all of a sudden you realize you have an attraction to this person like right. that feels problematic you know what that I mean? does yeah that's totally reasonable yeah so it's like I, but again i guess the question is in that context right is this is that the same thing as a ship's AI, an AI being a part of a ship and then having transitioning to this, like the sexy robot body, the same as 
the the nerdy girl taking her glasses off and suddenly becoming the the quote unquote hot girl, right? Like, is that the yeah. same comparison? I don't know. It feels yeah. like it, but but it also that's, may not yeah, be. Yeah, that's all. a really. I didn't I didn't think about that context at all, and that's really interesting to think about. That like it maybe isn't okay to be attracted to a being purely based on. Well, again though, like. I think attraction is something that is so personal to folks. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. can fault folks for being attracted unless it is harmful. Unless it's harmful. It, it is you're attracted to something that cannot consent. I think right. then there is a, a illness or some type of support that that person needs. But I don't know if they're necessarily an a-hole for being attracted to a being. Right. They are an a-hole if they, you know, again, act on that, you know, without the consent of the being or start treating that being differently i guess in some way but again it is it, it would be very different from like you make toast on your toaster every day and now your toaster has a sexy body like those are different <laughs> who, those makes are different? <laughs> who makes toast i mean that's a terrible comparison unless my toaster is like fully conscious and if that's the case then like if a being is fully conscious maybe it's problematic that it is like working for you right that's a separate conversation it's a separate conversation uh, like, whoa like... when did the big little toaster get so hot <laughs> yeah. why is yeah. keanu reeves saying that i don't know I <laughs> who know. knows <laughs> what this is like such a complex situation yeah um, yeah that i think would require the context of this this being and their consent and consciousness i will say i guess i will I say i say go ahead should I say, should I give more context outside of this? I I don't think we're necessarily. I think I think we can make a decision based on the information here. You're right. You're right. I I think the more context would like maybe clear it up, but I don't think that's necessary. I think what's interesting is this is the only information you're right. we have. You're right. You're right. Um, I take it back. I'm so sorry. Yes. In in it, it, I mean, it, it, I'm being superficial. Only now want to consider a romantic relationship. I think though, like there is something to understanding that physical attraction does not make a relationship yes at least not at least not a you know healthy relationship that will give you emotional and you know mental support right there are relationships that are purely physical that two people have agreed to that there's no one is an a-hole in that situation no no i think but i think like wanting a fully romantic relationship i mean it's kind of like yeah, it's such a complex situation. I think huh. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. I think yeah. that they're not an a-hole. Okay. I think that it seems they said they're not considering a romantic relationship. It didn't say like physical relationship. And maybe yeah. they are lacking in the terms they need to say to kind of convey what yeah. they're articulating. Um, but this person does say... Uh, Am I an a-hole for not realizing my feelings until she had a physical form? As Edie does, I think, identify as, as a female in the yeah. game. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, that's good to, to focus just on. To, just to say that, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this character is saying that they have feelings. They say that they uh, want a are considering a romantic relationship, not a physical relationship, not uh, yeah. anything like that. So, um, Or, you know, in that context of just that thing. So... I think in, in that regards, I'm going to look at the only the information that's been presented. I'm going to say, no, they're not an a-hole. Yeah. That seems, yeah, that seems I, genuine, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think, like, I don't think you're an a-hole. In my, I think, my, my feelings on her, I don't think you're an a-hole for you have 
a physical attraction and want to get this being want to get to know this being more now mm-hmm. that it has a physical form i don't think you're necessarily an a-hole for that i i, I think it, it again it entirely depends on that you're going into the situation planning to respect the wishes and the uh, wants of this being as well yeah yeah yep it's so yeah wow how's the so you're saying you're saying not i think i think i'm saying no i think i'm okay. saying no with the information we have here i think i'm saying no yeah same same okay all right uh without further ado <sighs> story goers uh i'm sure sh- for those of you who love the series Edie was probably a big giveaway um but the character that, that is in this am i the hall was joker the pilot in the mass effect series the tri- the first trilogy there um so yeah, it's just like in the in the series, Joker never says anything about it in the first two games that he has any feelings for Edie because he's always the pilot. He talks to Edie a lot. Edie's like the the main oh, AI, right? Oh, that's interesting. Like that they talk a lot and they have a relationship of some kind. That yeah, it's more like context. a working relationship. The first two, yeah. and then it's not till the third game where she gets this new body that all of a sudden Joker's like, Whoa! you know, like and like. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of interesting. Like, was it you know what was it that brought this on? Just the physical body, or is it like the connection that now this AI that I've talked to for a long time has a physical form that I can be connected to? That's not a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, I think I mean, is it cool if we end there? Is that all right with you? Right? I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm totally happy with ending there. Yeah, that's that, those were some. We're at an hour twelve, hour ten. We had some really great conversations. We had some wild there. ones, yeah, more yeah. so, and we have other ones to go over the next time. We can do some yeah, more some for another, sure another time. Yeah. Um, we not we never had an episode where all the we've said that everyone's not an a hole. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought someone would be an a hole here, but I guess not. I guess <laughs> yeah. love conquers all. Love conquers all. Yeah, I think the the story here is that like you know, you're never an a hole for uh you know, whether it's a sexy a- robot body or a robot <laughs> arm, <laughs> or a hedgehog, or a hedgehog. As long as everyone is consenting, it's probably okay. <laughs> But story goers, let us know what you think. Is anyone actually an a-hole in this situation? Would you yeah. have a robot arm based on your partner's remains or made of your partner's remains? Let us know. Email us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. Our social media, leave us a voicemail or text at 207-494-4334 or look down below if you're on Spotify. I'm sure we have a poll, a poll question about it. Let us know what your thoughts are. Who is the a-hole? Who is not the a-hole? Uh, are you finding Sonic attractive? We'll ask all those. Maybe not. I won't ask that last one. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> afraid to ask. That. I'm a little afraid to open the the, the floodgates on that one. Uh, yeah. But let us know your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives, and we'll happily share those in a future episode. Um, enjoy. For all those who celebrate Valentine's Day, enjoy it. Uh, have fun. And if you don't, cool. You do you. Yeah. It's a made-up yeah. holiday. It doesn't really it mean is. anything. Every day should be Valentine's Day. Yeah. With your partner if you want to be. So enjoy it. Uh Ryan, as always, fantastic hanging out with you. Uh, (laughs) What an interesting, what an interesting time. Uh, And Storygoers, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Well, Ryan, it seems that I will be the victor between the two of us in a Pokemon battle. You make toast on your toaster every day and now your toaster has a sexy body.